Hey everybody, welcome to a new episode of Hallmark Heartbeats, a podcast all about Hallmark movies. I am your host, Camille. This week we are reviewing Hallmark's newest movie titled Baby It's Cold Inside. It is the second Hallmark movie to be set in Hotel de Glace, the only ISO hotel in North America. It is currently in Quebec. The first one was the 2019 movie Winter Castle, starring Ellie Dullerup and Kevin McGarry. Baby It's Cold Inside stars Jocelyn Houdon and Stephen Lund. A small casting note, Melinda Michael, our first guest on this podcast, plays Brigitte on the Ice Hotel Manager. The hotel is gorgeous, and to be honest with you, it is, to me, an architectural mystery. How does a hotel made of ice and snow not melt when it has fireplaces? How cold does it get? What happens if there isn't enough snow for the year? And considering global warming is real, it is feasible for there to be not enough snow or for it to be too warm. How long does it take to build this hotel every year? Do guests sleep in their coats? How many people does it take to build this hotel? Which of the architectural specialties is the most difficult to complete? Let's just say I can spend this whole podcast asking questions all about the hotel, not having once talked about the movie. Stephen Lund, in an exclusive interview with Media Village, described filming this movie as, quote, the coldest I've ever been, like to my core. The kind of cold where you need to take a hot bath at the end of the day, no matter what time it was, just to regulate your temperature. It was negative 20 degrees Celsius, so cold that we need to have electric socks and undergarment, unquote. I don't think I would have survived at the ICE Hotel. I mean, you're talking about a girl who's been living in Hawaii for the past 20 years. Our definition of freezing is 60 degrees above zero Fahrenheit. The official synopsis for this movie is this. When a travel agent, Hannah, played by Jocelyn Houdon, who is up for promotion, is directed to forego her tropical vacation and visit the world-famous Ice Hotel, she discovers her sacrifices are more than compensated. She meets Ben, the designer and co-owner of the Ice Hotel. A little rundown on this movie. Hannah works for the Tropical Beach Travel, an agency that specializes in sending their clients to the tropical hotspots for a vacation. When her boss approached her with a proposition of expanding business to not just tropical weather spots, but winter vacations, the boss also decided to send Hannah to the Ice Hotel to test out what kind of things her clients could do. Let's just say Hannah wasn't a fan. And I don't believe her. I mean, I'm pretty sure she got a job at the Tropical Beach Travels Agency, not because she loves snow and ice. Also, she was supposed to join her family on vacation in a cruise the same week she is to go to the ice hotel. But the boss said Hannah is in the running for promotion. 
to become manager of the new Frosty Forays division. So she, she decided to take on the assignment. Phoebe is Hannah's friend and fitness instructor. She just currently had a breakup with her ex, Sean, a month ago. She was supposed to go on the cruise with Hannah's parents. But since Hannah was going to go to the ice hotel alone, Phoebe volunteered to break to go with her. Help her find the smoldering snowman to distract her from the breakup. The hotel is beautiful. The exterior looks very much like the one in Winter Castle two years ago. The interior seems very different. In the 2019 movie, the interior had more polar bears. The murals looked to take on the theme of native cultures and mythologies. This year had more of a respect to nature theme, with designs of trees and flowers, leaves, snowflakes. We get our first clue that Hannah is a klutz when she breaks off an icicle on the pine tree in the lobby. When Hannah checks into the hotel, that's when we meet Brigitte, played by Melinda Michael. Melinda was the first person we interviewed on this podcast back in March. She told us about this movie. I think she was just finished filming this. It was exciting to know this is the movie she was talking about months ago. While Hannah was checking in, Another inconspicuous guest was checking in as well, Robert Green. He seems to keep to want to keep his identity secret as well. Hannah seems to recognize him as one of her clients. Candace says since Robert Green seems to be a common name. Not just that, but I mean, unless she's meeting him in person or video calls, how would she know what he looked like? Weird that she knew he was one of her clients. The carvings on the walls of the hotel are gorgeous. They're also far different from what was on Winter Castle. Ben and Hannah meet because she got lost on her way to her room and finds him in the carving room. She mistakes him as one of the valets. Brigitte later informs Hannah that Ben is the owner and designer of the hotel. His dad and him owns the hotel and designs the place together. They went to expand their ice hotel business and opened another one in Finland. So this is actually the first year ever that Ben is running the hotel by himself. Ben volunteers to show around Hannah and Phoebe everything the hotel has to offer. But Phoebe chooses not to go. She instead chooses to talk to her ex and work things out. I have a problem with this. You invited yourself to this trip with your friends so she won't be alone. You say you will join her so she won't be, how did you put it, not a lonely icicle, but you abandoned her for your ex? Like girl code. Serious girl code violation. It's just lucky Ben was around to keep in a company. Ben takes her on tours around the hotel, which is cool and everything. My only issue is, aren't these other rooms supposed to be occupied by other guests. I wouldn't think other guests would like knowing total strangers walking into their rooms without their knowledge. Hannah went to school for hospitality and management. Ben lets Hannah in on the fact that hotel reviewer Louis Chagnon is staying in the hotel as well. Guess who that is? I previously mentioned inconspicuous Mr. Green. The hotel is featuring a Nordic menu for dinner tonight. 
Hannah comes back from skiing and accidentally knocks down the Nordic dessert they were planning on serving for dinner that night. No, Hannah overhears Ben and Brigitte talk about how to salvage the dinner now. Is talks of canceling the Nordic theme or making pudding. Classic cake. The dessert that was dropped has to chill overnight, so remaking it isn't an option. Hannah volunteers to help. Her grandmother taught her how to make Abel's Cuber, another Nordic dessert. Brigitte and Ben take her offer. As Ben and Hannah prepares for dessert, we learn more about their backstory. Ben tells the story of how his dad and him started doing ice hotels. It started when Ben was still just a kid. As he told his dad that he wanted to make an igloo. They built an Dad searched out advice from a friend of the family, who is currently a resident artist for the hotel. They built an igloo for Ben. Hannah also previously managed a hotel, but it flooded on her watch, so that's when she joined the travel agency. At dinner, the wait staff rolled out the evil skiver for Mr. Green. The way Brigitte and the hotel employees are treating Mr. Green, you would think someone would be suspicious. He's supposed to be just another regular guest, yet they're treating him like a red carpet was rolled out. I don't understand how no one thought this was sus. Hannah checks in with her boss, Eric, to tell her she's enjoying herself at the hotel, which is a good thing, since the board is going to be voting on whether or not Hannah should be manager of the Frosty Forays department. Hannah persuades Mr. Green to try out snowshoeing, to enjoy the fresh snow Work out the calories from previous night's dinner. One problem is that there isn't enough staff to do the snowshoeing, which leaves Ben and Brigitte in another bind. Hannah, girl, I get it. You want to help out, but like, let the staff make suggestions. Now Hannah is getting on my own nerves. You, in her desire to help the hotel, she just makes things worse. Be the guest, not the hotel employee. Jesus. Hannah decides to volunteer Phoebe to lead the snowshoeing, you know, without asking her first. All because she is a fitness instructor and knows, quote, all things sports, unquote. I hope you can hear my eyes rolling, because seriously, I am doing some major eye rolling with the scene. I'm still with Bridget on this one. Like, Hannah doesn't know her way around the hotel. She's just a guest. And I get it. If she, she wants to own a hotel. But Hannah doesn't own or work this hotel. Ben is crazy for trusting a guest who is a wannabe hotelier to ho leave this snowshoeing activity with a hotel reviewer. Yeah, I don't like this movie. <laughs> Phoebe's boyfriend, Sean, is coming to the hotel. Yay. Insert another eye roll. Oh, yeah. Hannah drops that she will be leading the snowshoeing expedition. Yeah, that didn't go over well because Phoebe has never snowshoed before, doesn't know how, and doesn't know her way around the hotel. Oh my gosh, this is just driving me nuts right now. I can't even just. Ugh. You mean to tell me a fitness instructor doesn't know everything, quote unquote, sports like? Come on, Hannah, girl code. Why are you volunteering your friend to leave this expedition without checking in on her first? Wow. Phoebe's reaction was much nicer than mine.
in our pursuit to help this hotel, Hannah is really not helping the hotel. She doesn't even know how to spell snowshoe. I am speechless. Uh-oh. Trail hasn't been cleared yet, and guess what? The group is lost in the middle of the woods, and Mr. Green wants to rest now. Hannah again takes the lead. They find a house to help with the directions. The owners of the house are glasswork artists. They do blow glass. The husband shows Ben and Hannah his workshop. It looks really cool. I have a problem with Ben complimenting Hannah with the ability to quote-unquote turn things around. Now I get it. The cake toppling over was a mistake. But let's be honest here. They won't would be snowshoeing or getting lost if it wasn't for Hannah. Yes, thinking on your toes and self-motivation are great qualities to have when it comes to owning hotels or any business really. But let's not forget Hannah is a guest and has twice been responsible for putting you and Bridget in a bind. Sometimes Hannah needs to just stop and be a guest and remember the job she currently has. Which I still don't know. Hannah is enjoying the snow and ice. She's preferring the ice hotel over the tropics as of right now. Ben and Hannah also see some caribou. Ben informs her that some people believe when you see one, that means her emotional and spiritual energy is about to come to a fruitful end. Ben leads Hannah to a maple syrup event. They walk to a beautiful lit path with twinkle lights and snowflakes. Yeah, that's a wolf, not an owl. <laughs> Them tapping the tree for maple syrup, like using the spile, reminds me of catching fire. You know, from the Hunger Games series, whether it's the book or the movie. Making the taffy lollipop thing is a pretty popular activity in many Hallmark movies. And here's Hannah again. In her excitement, she sticks a lollipop to Mr. Green's most favorite Scottish hat. Watching Hannah and Brigitte, watching Hannah and Brigitte play a tug of war with this hat to see who can fix it is both laughable and embarrassing. Hannah, you're a guest. Like seriously, please let the staff work. And not insert yourself and create more problems. Jesus. Sean, Phoebe's boyfriend, gets to the hotel. To be honest, I don't know what to think of him. Like, do I care? No, not really. Hannah finds Ben carving an ice block. They decide to carve it into the shape of a seashell. Ben wants to know more about why Hannah stopped with her dream of running the hotel, while the flooding one was a confidence hill. Well, of course it was disappointing. It was her dream, and also the, her biggest screw-up. Hannah and Ben play hooky and do another tour, this time on horse and carriage. Not sure how this is warmer than snowshoeing. It is still the same cold weather outside. The horse also has icicles coming out of his nose. Yeah, that's indicative that it's really freezing. The deal on the Heist Hotel in Finland has closed. Brigitte's experience, expertise is ice and snow, not so much Hannah's. She also leaves a not-so-subtle hint about wanting to follow Ben everywhere, including Finland. I laughed at her googling New York hotel incidents to find scoop on Hannah. <laughs> that was funny. A little conniving, but funny. <laughs> Ben joins Hannah, Phoebe, and Sean at dinner. He tells them staying at the hotel during the winter is magical. 
I don't know what other season could they have had an ice hotel other than winter. It would be too warm. And unless I'm out of ways to enjoy winter. Skiing, sled dogs, or just a bonfire. He even mentions the wedding chapel, something that was put to use in the 2019 movie, Winter Castle. Ben introduces Joe Shawinigan to Hannah, the man who introduces Ben and his dad to Igloos. They go and see the magical Aurora Borealis. Joe tells Ben and Hannah the lights are supposed to be people crossing over. That's a local legend anyway. Whereas Hannah's grandma says the Nordic believe that it's a sign for good news. Hannah has a brilliant idea for the guests to be able to bring the ice hotel back home with them. She takes Ben back to Phil's house, the glass artist. He makes a small replica of the ice hotel as an example for Ben. He's mightily impressed and commissions Phil to make more of these for all the guests at the hotel. When Ben and Hannah gets back to the hotel, they meet up with Sean and Phoebe at the little bar. Sean surprises everyone and proposes to Phoebe. Of course she said yes. It was funny because at first she was whispering it to everyone else. Ben asks Hannah to join her in Finland. Like, dude, Brigitte, like, I, I, okay, I sort of understand why he offers the position to Hannah and not Brigitte, because Brigitte is great in Canada, doing fantastic in the hotel there. He has pretty much the, she has pretty much the reign in that hotel, knows the environment, etc. But I don't know. I am still iffy about Hannah. Like, there's got to be a better way to boost our confidence without going, hey, let's run a brand new hotel together in Finland. Brigitte goes to deliver tea in Hannah's room. Or at least that was the pretense. To be honest with you, I was getting Julia fit for Prince vibes from her character. I don't know. I just feel like Brigitte is a little conniving, but also she has made lots of points that I agree with when it comes to Hannah. She sort of scares Hannah to reject working at the ice hotel by bringing up suddenly floods and the delicate balance of ice and heat, turning it into a floody mess. Yeah. She rejects the Hannah rejects the offer to go to Finland, saying that she's a sun and bleach girl at heart. Hannah returns home. She tries to persuade herself that all she wants is sun and sand, not ice and snow. She admits to her mom that she was terrified of screwing up again. Mom reminds her that she has to take risks. Life without risks isn't worth living. It would be boring. Louis Chagnon writes his review of the hotel and is full of praise. Talking about how a hotel made of ice and snow can be full of warmth and beauty. A stay at the ice hotel is a magical must. Hannah is offered the promotion as manager of the Frosty for Race, but rejects it so she can go back to the ice hotel, go back to Ben, and takes the offer to Finland, a tropical theme in an ice hotel in Finland. <laughs> anyway, they kiss, fireworks explode, the end. I really don't like this movie.
<laughs> I give it one and a half out of five stars. And here are some pros and cons about the movie. Pros. Beautiful hotel. Gorgeous. I probably would never want to go there because I'd freeze to death. But gotta give props to the real hotel. I don't know who the real architect and designers are, but very talented people. They're beautiful. The supporting cast was great. Randy Thomas, who played Louis Chagnon or Mr. Green, whichever fits your fancy, was funny. He brought a little bit of comedic flair. I loved it. Even though it was confusing because he kept switching between French and U.S. American accents, I wasn't sure why. And it was great to see Melinda Michael on this movie. We just talked to her about this role like two months ago. And it was, we, I didn't know that it, we were talking about this movie. But it was great to watch this movie and go, oh yeah, wait, this, I know about her. <laughs> I know about this movie. Hey, some negatives, and this is why I gave it one and a half stars. It's a forgettable storyline. I did feel there was a really strong main storyline in this movie. Hannah is a travel agent sent to Ice Hotel for what? To feel out the place? To test the activities her clients are going to do? Was she supposed to write an article, report to her boss? What? Like, why was she sent to the hotel? What was her purpose? Why does she keep helping the hotel to get rev good reviews? She's a guest that was sent there for a job, though still unclear what her assignment was. Maybe that's why I still don't know what, why she was sent to the hotel. Because she never really did her job. She was doing someone else's. Ugh. There was also major lack of chemistry. I wasn't cheering for Hannah and Ben. I didn't care if they were going to be together by the end of the movie. The kiss was forgettable. Like, it was just boring. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But, yeah. Ugh, those two did not work together well at all. They sucked. I did not like the breaking of girl code. I did like the whole Phoebe storyline. You invited yourself to the trip, then forgot about your friend once the ex-boyfriend shows up. And then Hannah volunteered Phoebe for something that she knew nothing about, didn't even ask her if she knew about it or anything like that. It was just, I don't know. Girl code is precious to me. Okay, and then there's this small scene that I hate it badly, and I wrote it down once um, I saw it. There was a small scene where Hannah calls, video calls her mom, and you can see her mom um, on the phone screen. And I swear in that scene, they had the worst green screen effect. Like, I could have done better with TikTok green screen effect than what was going on in that movie scene. 
it was just bad. That is stereotypical Caribbean music to convey Hannah's mom is on a tropical vacation. Like, seriously. The 2000 mentions in the movie of her family's tropical vacation wasn't enough to remind people of the tropical place her mom was at. You had to add a really bad backdrop of palm trees swaying and Caribbean music as well. I mean, come on. It was just gross. And, like I said, stereotypical. So that's it for the review of um, Baby It's Cold Inside. Yeah, I didn't like this movie. <laughs> I'm sorry to say for the fans. Um, so this weekend was also the weekend that they aired When Calls the Heart season 8 finale. And I know I haven't talked about this series on this podcast, but I've been watching it, you know, because of the love triangle. I I wanted to know who Elizabeth chooses. And to be honest with you, I never really saw the show until the season. So I don't know a lot of the backstory of everyone. But I am always a fan of triangles, I guess. I've always been a fan. Like, would she, will she, who's she choosing? I don't know. But anyway, I was always cheering for Lucas Bouchard. Not sure why that is, what drew me to his character, but as the season wore on, I just find his patience, his kindness, and his willingness to stand by Elizabeth's side as she deals with conflicting emotions more endearing. When he chose to let her go in the last episode before, because he realized she can't truly be with someone she loves if he didn't, I, felt, I fell in love more. Because I thought that was so selfless. I am. I know I am not part of the majority, but I am happy Lucas was chosen. I had said from the beginning that Nathan was too close to Elizabeth's original first husband, Jack. Being another Mountie, having a close tie to Jack, I would say it was too close to Jack's storyline. I'm just glad the writer thought the same. Chris played his character well, and Aaron and he had great chemistry. When she finally took off her ring from her finger, it was emotional and beautiful. It truly meant he was, she was ready to let go. It's sad to see Paul Green go. I was hoping when he found the ring and the carriage drove away, he ended up staying in Hope Valley. But Faith's face was my reaction, too, when I saw Carson was no longer standing there. Also, the most beautiful scene for me in the episode was when the children accompanied Angela to school. The school was being threatened to shut down if Angela attended because the superintendent believed that, quote, parents would not want her to go to school because it would bring down the school's education. But the kids proved the superintendent wrong. They wanted to go to school with her and didn't feel like she would drag the rest of the school down. To be honest with you, I was worried. In the early 1900s, there was a lot of racism and segregation. I didn't buy that her blindness was the only reason the superintendent thought the parents would worry about quality of education. I thought it was the color of her skin. 
As Beanie had pointed out in the season, in the episode, it was a factor in why her daughter became blind. A doctor refused to treat her. I honestly wish the show had launched Touch Upon That more, because I get it. Hope Valley is supposed to be this perfect place where everything is equal, but at the times that this show is set, racism and segregation was rampant. If it was to really have a touch of realism, I am surprised no one brought up Angela's Black as a motive. So, in conclusion, you can listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Podbean, TuneIn and Alexa, Pandora, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. Follow us on all social media platforms, our Instagram page, Hallmark Heartbeats, Facebook page, Hallmark Heartbeats Podcast, and Twitter, Hallmark Heartbeat One. Buy us a coffee on www.buymeacoffee.com slash Hallmark Heartbeats. Sorry. Buy us a coffee on www.buymeacoffee.com slash hmarkheartbeats. We have never released podcasts, behind-the-scenes news, as well as raw, unedited footage of our interviews. For $1 a month, you can have voice in the podcast. You tell me which movies you'd like to review. For weeks, Hallmark doesn't have new movies. For $5 a month, you can access never-released podcasts and raw and unedited footage of our interviews. Right now, we have three podcasts never released. Reviewing October Kiss and the first two movies of the One Winter Trilogy, One Winter Weekend and One Winter Proposal. For the month of May, since it is my birthday, I will be reviewing Birthday Wish, starring Jesse Schramer and Luke McFarlane. All links are in our link tree, which is in our bio. The next couple of podcasts. On May 13th, I will be releasing an interview with Randy Thomas, the man who played Mr. Robert Green slash Louis Shannon in this movie, Baby It's Called it Inside. May 17th is the Sweet Carolina, a podcast reviewing that movie, starring Lacey Chabert and Tyler Hines. Guest co-host is Charlie Fields from the Thirsty for Hallmark podcast. In June, Hallmark is releasing four new movies for the Summer Night series. So far, only one movie has a confirmed date and time of release, and that is You Had Me at Aloha, starring Kavon Smith and Pascal Hutton. Guest co-host is Carly from Hallmark's Spot blog. If anyone else has an interest in guest co-hosting with me, let me know. You can message me on Instagram at Hallmark Heartbeats. As of this week, I'm your host, Camille, signing off. Bye.